0: Mexico card. Too much temptation to call someone long distance. There was enough left over to occasionally buy books, neither of us could live without those, and to pay for my bad habits, beer and cigarettes, but very little beyond that. Certainly there wasn't money to pay finance charges for the privilege of carrying that convenient but ultimately dangerous rectangle of plastic. What leftover income we did have usually went for things like car repairs, doctor bills, or what Tabby and I called kid shit, toys, a second-hand playpen, a few of those maddening Richard Scarry books. And that little bit of extra often came from the short stories I was able to sell to men's magazines like Cavalier, Dude, and Adam. In those days, it was never about writing literature, and any discussion of my fiction's lasting value would have been as much of a luxury as that Texaco card. The stories, when they sold, they didn't always, were simply a welcome bit of found money. I viewed them as a series of piñatas I banged on, not with a stick, but my imagination. Sometimes they broke and showered down a few hundred bucks. Other times, they didn't. Luckily for me, and believe me when I say that I have led an extremely lucky life in more ways than this one, my work was also my joy. I was knocking myself out with most of those stories, having a blast. They came one after another, like the hits from the AM rock radio station that was always playing in the combination study and laundry room where I wrote them. I wrote them fast and hard, rarely looking back after the second rewrite, and it never crossed my mind to wonder where they were coming from or how the structure of a good short story differed from the structure of a novel or how one manages issues of character, development, backstory, and time frame. I was flying entirely by the seat of my pants, running on nothing but intuition and a kid's self-confidence. All I cared about was that they were coming. That was all I had to care about. Certainly it never occurred to me that writing short stories is a fragile craft, one that can be forgotten if it isn't used almost constantly. It didn't feel fragile to me then, most of those stories, Felt like bulldozers. Many best selling novelists in America don't write short stories. I doubt if it's a money issue. Financially successful writers don't need to think about that part of it. It might be that when the world of the full time novelist shrinks to below, say, 70,000 words, a kind of creative claustrophobia sets in. Or maybe it's just that the knack of miniaturization gets lost along the way. There are lots of things in life that are like riding a bike, but writing short stories isn't one of them. You can forget how. During the late 80s and 90s, I wrote fewer and fewer stories, and the ones I did write were longer and longer, and there are a couple of the longer ones in this book. That was okay, but there were also short stories I wasn't writing because I had some novel or other to finish, and that wasn't so okay. I could feel those ideas in the back of my head, crying out to be written. Some eventually were. Others, I'm sad to say, died and blew away like dust. Worst of all, there were stories I no longer knew how to write, and that was dismaying. I knew I could have written them in that laundry room on Tabby's little Olivetti portable, but as a much older man, even with my craft more honed and my tools, the Macintosh I'm writing on tonight for instance. Much more pricey, those stories were eluding me. I remember messing one up and thinking of an aging sword maker, looking helplessly at a fine Toledo blade and musing, I used to know how to make this stuff. Then one day, three or four years ago, I got a letter from Katrina Kennison, who edited the best American short story series. She has since been succeeded by Heidi Pintler, to whom the book you were listening to is dedicated. Ms. Kennison asked if I'd be interested in editing the 2006 volume. I didn't need to sleep on it or even think it over on an afternoon walk. I said yes immediately, for all sorts of reasons, some even altruistic, but I would be a black liar indeed if I didn't admit self-interest played a part. I thought if I read enough short fiction, immersed myself in the best the American literary magazines had to offer, I might be able to recapture some of the effortlessness that had been slipping away. Not because I needed those checks, small but very welcome when you're just starting out, to buy a new muffler for a used car or a birthday present for my wife.